This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Welcome to More Than Amuse podcast, a podcast all about women and the arts hosted by Stani and Sadie. Join us as we explore what it's like being a female artist, examine modern day problems, and educate ourselves and you on important and forgotten female artists of the past. Hello, everybody. It is our one year episode. One year of More Than Amuse. And I'm Sadie. Happy birthday. Happy birthday, More Than Amuse. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm Stani. And this episode's really fun. It's going to be kind of like a detour from our October spooky episodes in Mm -hmm. order to celebrate this past year. But I'm really excited about it. We've never done anything like this before. I know. I'm excited to see how well I actually remember everybody. Mm -hmm. I'm, yeah, I'm a little bit nervous that I'm going to get it like called out (laughs) of like, oh, I at least know these you know the names of these women but how well do I actually remember the things about them so we'll see we're gonna see it's pop quiz time so for everyone who's been anyone who's been here this whole time Mm -hmm. hopefully you remember it too remember things guess with us see if you can see if you remember play the game so basically how it's gonna work is I wrote down every single person that I researched and covered this Mm -hmm. year and then Sadie wrote down every single person she researched and covered this year we came up with a trivia question for every single one of them yes. and we're going to quiz each other on how well we were paying attention to the other person. <laughs> yes, exactly. We left out our topic episodes. Um otherwise this would go on for forever. Ever. Um, but all so the single people that we've talked about yes. we we have included in this year's trivia session. Before we start our little game though, let us commemorate one year. What have been some of your favorite episodes that we've done, Stani? Okay, this question gets harder and harder every, every... single time we do an episode. Yeah, because it's always like, oh, yes. it's always the last episode that we did, I feel. I know. It's like, oh, but I loved that one so mm-hmm. much. Um, But let's see. A few favorites. A few standouts. Of course. Um... I think the film tropes is still up there. The oh, female the film, film trope one was fun just to even that like, one was just for. so much fun to record and talk about. Mm-hmm. Like that was just a fun thing to dive into. I really loved the romance novels aren't trashy. Oh, I know that one was fun. Mainly for me, it was because I kind of called myself out in that process of researching because, like, mm-hmm. I didn't even realize how many wrong attitudes I had about romance novels. And then as I was learning more about it and more about the genre, I was like, oh, I have some internalized misogyny that needs to be checked at the door for the way I'm viewing this genre. Oh, no, I love that. Because, yeah, that one was really eye-opening for sure. Individual-wise, I feel like Hilma off Clint has been one of my tops. I just didn't know enough about her personal life and like she's such a cool person and I feel like she's always going to be like one of my favorite artists to talk about from now on. Yeah. 
individual, I really love doing Tamara DeLimpica mm. as well as um, even just more recently, Lil Hard and Armstrong. Those yeah. are both people. And Nora Holt, I think, just because yes. those were all just people I had never even heard of and just kind of randomly stumbled upon. And then now they're some of my favorite artists ever and they just have like the mm-hmm. coolest stories. And so, which is like the whole reason why we ever even started this. Yeah. And like in time for Halloween, if you want another one to listen to, the Forgotten Female Horror Writers of the 19th Century. I loved that one. Yes. Still a top favorite. And that was literally our sixth episode we did. Mm-hmm. That one was so fun. I, I talked about it in the Shirley Jackson episode last week, but mm-hmm. it's like, I feel like with that one, I love it because it, I think that was when I was like, oh, wow, like there's so much to this that goes everywhere. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. It's not just for certain art mediums. It's it can be found all over. And that's what I think like made me love that one so much. Same with the Weaving Women one in that way. Like the Weaving Women. Oh, I know. Was that one was something eye-opening. I just never even had thought of. And then I was like, whoa, OK, like I'm learning yeah. things now here. Oh, yeah. Plus the stories in the when mental health is weaponized against women one. Mm-hmm. Chilling. Like, Chilling. I still think about that sometimes. Yeah. And I started reading the book that we talked about in there. Oh, mm-hmm. what's it even called? The Women They Could Not Silence. Yeah. Oh, I really like that one. So stinking good. That one was cool, too, just because of the connection between, like, Camille Claudel and Britney Spears, who we have mm-hmm. two episodes on, and then, like, all of the injustice of it all. <laughs> Which there's a lot, if you can imagine. Oh, there's so much. Also, yeah. our Fangirls episode, which is another oh, one of our originals. So but now it's just something I'm just passionate about, just the concept of Fangirls as is, really. And I feel like it comes up a lot in all of our other oh, yeah. episodes we as well. Oh, yeah, we go back all the time. Something I've kind of loved is that even though um, our episodes aren't sequential, like you don't have to listen to them in order, mm-hmm. I feel like because we've recorded and researched them in order, there's also like a really great flow yeah. from like <laughs> episode one to like where it is now because we've learned and like we have so other much. insights to pull in that like it becomes this like greater discussion than it would have been if we did it. Yeah. At the beginning. Or like just with the last artist you covered, mm-hmm. um, Josephine Baker, of just like mm-hmm. how many times we were like, oh, we've covered other women who existed in these spaces or who yeah. actually interacted with her that we didn't even like make the connection. So it's like it gives me such a more broader scope of just women artists in general and like how so many of them were interconnecting in ways I never would have noticed. So that's what's that's so great. cool. I know. It's awesome. It makes me like – happier than ever that we're doing all this stuff and and it's just cool so should we jump into our pop quiz yes okay (laughs) and uh, don't hate us if you're like screaming at the thing when we can't think of the answer because I've done that so many times like when other podcasts do trivia things yeah and you're like what why don't you know this and I feel like that could happen so sorry. And this is going to be even more embarrassing because it's not just general trivia. It's the trivia. Like I pulled from my own research. So like. <laughs> Agreed. So we'll I see. did Google some things to make sure I was writing down the right stuff. I did. I did that a couple times as well. Yeah. So let's just double check my research. Make sure I didn't lie to so, our listeners. Yeah. Hopefully it's factual. But. um. All right. Do you want to go first yes. with Artemisia then? 
I will start. Uh, okay, first question, Artemisia Gentowski. So, so I gave you kind of a hard one for this. Love but it. what is the name of Artemisia's iconic painting depicting the Bible tale involving the woman beheading the man? I don't know. You want to know what, though? <laughs> what? M- my husband, Jordan, he... So he's been listening to our episodes. In that episode, I was like, I want a, I want a print of this in my house. So uh-huh. he went on Amazon and he got a print of it, but it was a lot bigger than I think he realized it was going to be. And then, um, so we live in my parents' house. And so my dad didn't realize it was had Jordan Ramos on the package. So oh, he, no, opened he opened it. <laughs> Started to unveil it and was like, what the heck is this? <laughs> um, so I technically have a giant like print of it from Amazon, but uh, I don't you remember don't the, the name of it. Ah, what's the name? That's okay. It's Judith slaying Holofernes. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, I would not have been able to that's okay i don't even i'm not even very well acquainted with that bible story to be honest so i know i'm not either but i remembered the title of this painting and i was like i bet sadie doesn't but i'm gonna quiz her on it you're correct i did not but no i mean like i said i have a copy that it's a little bit too big to do anything with but i feel like one day when i own a home i'm just gonna like put it in my front entryway and just like see how people react to it (laughs) i feel like it's a Bible scene. Yeah, it's it's, it's really inspiring. It's, it's Christian, in fact. <laughs> Christian art that we need. Yes. <laughs> That's what it is. Exactly. Okay, you're Okay, next. Clara Schumann. I have two separate questions for this. Okay. We'll see how quickly you answer the first one. So, Clara Schumann, she had a long legacy teach of being a great teacher. One of her students, whose name was Carl Friedberg, carried her tradition of teaching to what famous American school? That's like a classic music school in America. Um, Like the music school. I know. I'm trying to think of the name of it. Isn't it the one that like Troy Bolton's trying to get yes, into? Yes, the one that Troy Bolton wants to go into. <laughs> Juilliard. Juilliard, yes. Okay, cool. Good job. And then just another Woo. quick one is, do you, I don't know if you'll remember, but she was widowed at the age of 37. And how many children did she have that were now her sole responsibility? Oh, probably a lot. Like eight? Seven. So close. Oh, okay. Cool. Yes. I feel like they had a ton of kids back then. Yeah, they had tons of kids. Limited birth control Also, I love that. (laughs) True. I love that you were able to figure out the answer by referencing High School Musical. That feels right. That's how it works here. Yep. (laughs) Okay. Augusta Savage. Mm -hmm. In 1939, Augusta Savage was commissioned to create a sculpture for a worldwide event being held in New York City. What event was oh, it? Oh no! Um, in in what year? Um, nineteen thirty nine. I'm like trying to think about what was going on in history then. This was a common event. They had it more than once. Hmm. Like a, I'm thinking like a presidential election, but <laughs> I don't think it was a worldwide event. Okay. Um, the Olympics. No, but that's a good answer. Okay, what is it? The New York's World Fair of oh, 1939. Oh, I remember. And that's when she yeah. had the one that was like the harp. Harp. Yep. Yep. Okay. See, I kind of remember. Yeah. No, you're good. I kind of wonder why we don't do World Fairs anymore. It sounds kind of fun. That's probably why I couldn't think of it. It's because it like, I probably heard about the World Fair yeah. for the first time when we did that episode. So 
<laughs> okay. It was like a super, super common thing, but they don't do it anymore. It's weird. Hmm. Okay. Maria Anna Mozart. So okay. her father once said about her that at blank years old, she was one of the most skilled musicians in all of Europe. I feel like I'm being mean with these like numbers, but. Uh, it was 12. But he had the her a little bit younger. Is, well, I mean, that's when I think she like started taking music lessons. So, but he said, my little girl plays the most difficult works, which we have with incredible precision and so excellently. Um, what it amounts to is this, that my little girl, although she's only 12 years old, is one of the most skillful, skillful players in Europe. Wow. Maria and then he sent her home to get married instead yep. of letting her continue. Yeah. He sucks. It's fine. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Okay, Misty Copeland. Mm-hmm. In 2015, what ballet company made Copeland the first black principal dancer in their 75-year history? Was it just like the New York big one? <laughs> Is that even the name <laughs> of it? Uh, oh, I was hoping I would have gotten more right at this point. Um, <laughs> I have no idea. The American Ballet Theater. Okay, cool. Yeah. You're good. <laughs> the New York one? <laughs> because I think there is like, a New York City ballet. Probably. So you're not that far off. But still, yeah. I remember the fact that it was literally 2015. I know. Isn't which that inc- is very insane? recent? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Eartha Kitt, I think this one, I think this one will be easy. So okay. she was discovered in Paris by Orson Welles in a cafe. And he actually went on to cast her as Helen of Troy in his production of Dr. Faustus, which went on to like lead to her big break. What about her did he say that like became the iconic thing she was known for that Orson Welles said about her? That she is the most exciting woman alive? Ding, 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 ding. Woohoo! <laughs> I love that quote. Me too. Yeah, because he talked about how cool it would be to be To called. literally be called the yeah. most exciting woman alive. Yeah. Agreed. Okay, awesome. Um, Beatrix Potter. Uh, yes. Besides Peter Rabbit and her other little cartoon animals, what did Potter illustrate? Um, fungi and mushrooms. Yes. Uh-huh. Aha. Also, I don't know if I've ever texted you about this connection I made, but you know how like she went on to like go like have that cottage like in the lakes district or something yeah it's it's the same thing that taylor swift sings it out in her song the lakes take me to the lakes where all the poets go to die and that's what beatrix potter kind of did she like retired in her cottage in the lake district i love that i made that way to tie taylor swift in also because taylor swift is next Okay, I have two. Oh, perfect. Yeah, wow, what a transition. (laughs) Okay, I have two questions again because I think they'll be easy and I want to know if you'll get them. So what was the single that got her her first number one song on the overall Billboard charts? Tim McGraw? No. Oh, really? Yeah, it was Was weird never ever getting back together. Wow, that's much later. Yes. Wow, Uh, okay. So, I mean, she had a lot of top country hits, but as far as the overall Billboard hits, Mm. it wasn't until that song. And then, what are the three songs from 1989 that went number one? Blank Space. Oh, my gosh. I can't remember the track list. (laughs) Is it cheating if I look at the track list? No, I don't think it's cheating. Okay, then I'm going to pull it up. Blank Space, Shake It Off, and Style welcome to new york 
No, it was not wow, style. Sure. It was bad blood. Really? Yeah, I know. I was surprised too. Interesting. Did I get the other two right? Uh, yeah. Shake, shake, shake. So oh, okay. the three were shake it off, blank space, and bad blood. Perfect. Bad blood. Three, that's actually surprising. Ones. I know. Well, she did that big music video for it, and then did like a version with Kendrick oh. Lamar. I think that's why it ended up going oh, number okay. one. That one wasn't like my major no. favorite. It's still not one of my favorite. Major yeah, favorites. I was trying to think of the one she had music videos for because those are usually the ones that. Yeah. Yeah, but then I was like, oh, she had one for Style and for Wildest Dreams. I love those music videos. I love the Wildest Dreams one. It's so it's good. So good, like yes. perfect old Hollywood vibes. Gail Anderson is the next. Um, what item? collective item does anderson have over 300 pairs of oh crap i was thinking stamps but I, that's not it because she collects stamps she has pairs of them oh yes. i remember thinking like okay what is it it's not like bottle caps no but, but she does collect those too okay okay what is her collection i don't remember Salt and pepper shakers. Yeah, yeah. Salt and pepper shakers. Over 300 pairs of salt and pepper shakers. Okay. <laughs> yes. So I remember she collected stamps, but I was like, wait, no, no, no. She didn't collect she, stamps. She yeah, designed a stamp. She has a lot of collections. So that one was a little hard, but. Next one, Tamara de Lempica. So I kind of worded this one weirdly. Um, but do you remember, like, what happened that sparked her interest in art? She kind of had, she was at a boarding school, and then she was taken out of the boarding school. Didn't she go to live with, like, her aunt in Paris or something? Kind right? of. Yeah. So she faked an illness, so her parents took her out of boarding school. She lived with her grandma, and they took a tour on Italy around oh, okay. italy where she visited all the art museums and that's where she fell yeah. in love with art so Jealous. kind of yes <laughs> i should fake illness and tour italy because that's the next option if we fake <laughs> <sick>. <laughs> pretty much <laughs> okay margaret Keane, and it's okay if you don't get this one exactly because it's kind of mean but <laughs> lovely um so before a six panel jury margaret and walter were ordered to produce as evidence an original oil painting yes how long did it take margaret to paint her courtroom painting it was only like a oh it was faster than his um like an hour <laughs> yeah less than an hour ah okay sweet yeah and he never he never even because didn't he say it's like his hands were hurting or something yeah he was like my shoulder is wounded or whatever i don't know the funny part is she said it was the fastest she had ever painted in her life so well it was very quick even for her that's fair though i mean if literally your like integrity and in art is on the line yeah like, let's go Paint fast <laughs> yeah <laughs> Okay, Afra Bain, who's the English playwright. So, she worked as a spy for King Charles. Mm -hmm. Do you remember what her spy name was? That <laughs> your face. <laughs> she also used that to like as um like a pen name for other future projects. Oh my gosh, I remember that I loved it and I wrote it down. 
because I was like, I would name a future kid this. It's and pretty. Yeah, didn't it have something like star or something in it. Kind it's Astria. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Which meant like it had something to do with the stars. Yeah, Astria is star maiden. It's yeah, or go. starry night, like Greek. Yeah. Yep. It's the Greek meaning of that word. Beautiful. So beautiful hey, name. I I feel like I count that as a as a win. Cool. As a correct answer. <laughs> I just translated it for all of you. <laughs> I mean, that's like overachieving. So. <laughs> yeah. Astria is so pretty. Mm-hmm. Okay, the Gorilla Girls. Oh yes. Um, each Gorilla Girl gives themselves a pseudonym. Mm-hmm. What's the pseudonym based on? It's based off of a woman artist, right? Yep. Dead yeah. Woman artists. Good so job. Like Frida Kahlo. And yeah. Frida Kahlo, Alice Neal, Julia de Burgos, Hannah mm-hmm. Hawk, all of the above. I remember that. Yeah. Okay. So we're going to do, I have, my next two questions are about the Boulanger sister. I have been saying that say. wrong this entire time. Have you been saying it? Bollinger. <laughs> I mean, they're <laughs> the most French. American. <laughs> <laughs> know the French way. It's probably Boulanger. I feel Boulanger. like you're closer than me. I, if anyone speaks <laughs> French who listens or is like a native uh, French person, I'm so sorry. Yeah, for all our of the pronunciations names are butchered. bad. So <laughs> we're doing our honestly, best. that's what we should have done instead of trivia. Just looked up pronunciations for everybody. That'd be a really fun episode, <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> Okay, so Nadia, who is the older sister. Mm-hmm. So she was always and also a composer, but for her music occupations, there were two things that she focused on in her career and for the rest of her life. Do you remember what those two aspects of music were that she focused on rather than composing in her later life? Education and conducting. Hey, correct. Yes, wow. she focused on teaching and conducting. She's one of the very first women to conduct very big orchestras in America. So, wow. yes, I'm actually correct. shocked Good I job. got that. Yeah. So, well, let's do these sisters back to back. So, Lily was the younger one, and there was a music slash comp- composition contest that she went on to become the very first women to win to win first place at. Do you remember what the name of that contest was? No, I don't. <laughs> it was the Prix de Rome, and she, oh, okay. in 1913, at just 19 years old, she won the composition um, portion of that and was the very first woman to win first prize. That's awesome. Okay, Britney Spears. Oh, yeah. Which Britney album was certified two times platinum after a month, topped the charts in 15 countries, sold over 10 million copies in a year, has sold over 30 million copies worldwide, became the biggest selling album ever by a teenage artist, and is the best first sell- best selling first album by any artist ever. Uh, is it just Baby One More Time? Yes, that's yeah, it. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Isn't that a list of accomplishments? Yeah, I mean, that is quite the successful album. So <laughs> yeah. I like, wasn't sure if Baby One More Time was actually the name of the album or not. So Yeah. You got it. There we go. It's also funny because, like, most first albums by artists are named after them. But she didn't do, like, her Britney Spears album until later. So Yeah, I know. That is unique. Mm -hmm. We're going to take a quick break just to spotlight one of our new favorite women artists. So I found a photographer 
who Ooh. had like a TikTok on my For You page. And she was we actually talking about how like she gave herself a challenge last year to do 31 days of Halloween and like take a photo every single day in like a different mm. costume or like in a different setting with a different Halloween concept. And then she also did it for Christmas and didn't realize that the prosthetics for her Grinch costume on Christmas Eve <gasps> wouldn't come off. I, yeah. 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 Okay. And so uh-huh. she ended up going to her boyfriend's family dinner dressed as the Grinch. <laughs> yeah. And then it like turned into that like classic meme. Yeah. Which like went viral and everything, which is so funny. But she's been, I think, reposting. I can't tell if she's doing it again this year or if it's like a repost of last year. Um, but she's been doing like her Halloween photo shoot stuff again like her 31 days of Halloween mm-hmm. and so it's been really fun to like see them like she did um the Joker and Beetlejuice wait um, what's her Instagram name it's CK Mont so C-K-M-O-N-T ah uh, yes and yeah Ooh, yeah they did like a Ron and Hermione they did the craft which is like a witch movie Um, They dressed up as, like, the classic viral ghost, you know, where you just throw a sheet over you and then Mm -hmm. take pictures. Um, She did, like, a Gossip Girl-inspired one. So it's just really fun, and I think she's probably going to be posting more for Christmas as well. So just a fun thing to follow for the holiday season and to see, like, her creativity with photo shoots and everything to just branch out a little and do something different and festive. And it's the same handle on TikTok as well. And she has um, more behind the scenes of like different clips of the photo shoot and everything else, as well as the Grinch family photo at the dinner, if you want to see that. So (laughs) that one was. (laughs) Okay. This one is another embroidery. Embroiderer? I have no idea. I don't know. Embroiderist. Embroiderous? No, that's wrong. I just (laughs) I I hate the way that sounded, but um, maybe. Um, Anyways, it's Harvest Moon Creative. Ooh, she does hand embroidered goods and forever florals, and a lot of what she's doing right now is fall themed, and hello, not Christmas. Oh my gosh, and Halloween themed. She has looks like she has like prints that you can purchase on her Etsy shop or I mean not prints patterns for mm-hmm. doing your own these are so cool yeah and also she, you could just purchase the like the different embroidery hoops from her and they're really amazing I have not seen a lot of like black and gray embroidery and I think yeah. I'm kind of obsessed I know it's I it it's not something so that I've cool. seen a lot I love it yeah I love that it looks like so modern. I don't know. Yes. That's what I, I think I like about her stuff a lot is like they're all very symmetrical and mm-hmm. just very, very detailed. But yeah, the black and gray is it very looks really cool. I love it. And apparently mm-hmm. she used like metallic embroidery for thread, which I also yeah. it's, it's love. Yeah. That's so awesome. yeah, that is Harvest Moon Creative. And also just like her name is very Halloween. Yeah, I know. So I love perfect. that. And I don't think we've mentioned this for a while, but if you are an artist that would like a shout out or if um, 
you have a friend who you think deserves a shout out dm us because we love finding new artists mm-hmm. and we will remember to shout them out and if you've messaged us and we forgot to shout it out i don't message think that's happened again. but in case it has message us again yeah and we will remember sometimes if there's like a day where we get a lot of messages because they all seem to come at once um we miss some or so. I'll assume Stani read them and she'll assume I read them and then they don't get answered or and, actually yeah. read. And, so, and in sorry. reality, nobody read them. Yeah, Struggles exactly. of having two people running an Instagram, even though it works out yeah. beautifully for the most part. So yeah. <laughs> anyway, yeah. So yeah, let us know. Mm-hmm. All right. Now back to the show. Patsy Klein. So I, I don't know if I've focused on I think I focused on like the hardest part of this question okay (laughs) referring to how she got discovered she performed on the Arthur Godfrey's talent show on TV she was preparing two songs for them there was one song that she absolutely did not want to perform but then reluctantly agreed to it but that song she ended up winning and then that song catapulted her to success and ended up being number two on the overall charts do you remember the name of that song (laughs) I don't. It's called Walking After Midnight. Oh, it is a good song. Walking After After Midnight. Midnight. Yeah, that one. Such a good one. Searching for. Why didn't she want to do it? I don't know. For some reason, she just didn't like it, I guess. But they convinced her to do it and ended up being number two overall. And that's like what, you know, made her the have the career she did is that song. So wow, sometimes you have to do things you don't want to, I guess. Yeah, sometimes I guess you gotta <laughs> swallow your pride. <laughs> okay, Hilma Afklint. Mm-hmm. Hilma Afklint was extremely secretive about her paintings, claiming that the world was not ready. How many years did she instruct her descendants to wait before displaying or even opening her artwork? Was it sixty? That's a little bit too many. Forty. 20. Still a little high. It's 20. 20. Yeah. yeah, okay. Uh-huh. <laughs> she passed away in 1944, but it wasn't until the mid-1980s that the works were appreciated. So it was 40 years after her death before they actually, like, bought them, but mm. he did open them 20 years, years after. after. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Julie Andrews. Do you no, the queen. know? Yeah, the queen. <laughs> the dame. <laughs> Julie Andrews. Um, do you remember what her debut Broadway performance was? What the show was? Uh, I don't think. Uh, no, I don't think I do. Because it's not really a common one, is it? Correct. I would. Yeah. I did not even remember this. Um, it's called The Boyfriend. Okay. Um, but her role in The Boyfriend was very successful. And that led to her getting Eliza Doolittle in My Fair Lady. On Broadway. She did amazing at. She did. I was like, I know she was in My Fair Lady, but it wasn't her first. It wasn't her debut. (laughs) No. Yeah, going through my notes, I was like, oh, that's a good trivia question that I would have gotten wrong myself. So. I know. I feel like unless Broadway plays are still running, I don't I don't know. A good grasp on their names. (laughs) I have no idea what the boyfriend was, so. Yeah. I don't either. Okay. Jane Austen. Ooh, yes. Um, yes. During her lifetime, Austin published four novels. Two of them were published after her death. How many of them can you name the titles of? Mm, okay, okay. Pride and Prejudice, mm-hmm. Sense and Sensibility, North, Hanger Happy. Yep. What? 
this is embarrassing. J- it's Jane Eyre is not <laughs> Jane Austen. Dang it. Um. Oh my gosh. Oh, I am. I am embarrassed. That's okay. I don't know. What are the other ones? Mansfield Park, Emma, and Persuasion. Emma. I should have known Emma. I literally got the movie after yeah. we did that episode and watched it. <laughs> the movie's so good. Yeah, I loved it. Yeah, I thought that one was fun. Also, interesting that like Persuasion and Northanger Abbey were published together after her death. Yeah. So, yeah. I forgot about that. Okay, Grace Kelly. At what age did she retire from acting to go and become the Princess of Monaco? Oh, I feel like it was pretty young. Mm-hmm. Like 30? It was 26. Oh, okay. So two years from now and I would be Grace Kelly already having an amazing film career going off to become a princess of a European country. I'm going to retire and go be a princess. I mean, there's worse options for... I know, seriously. <laughs> After a very successful film career, can yeah. I go help rule a country? I know. That's After awesome. literally becoming an American film icon. Gotta go. Monaco. Yep. Okay, Sonia Delaney. Sonia Delaney invented a new art movement called Orphism. Mm-hmm. It was founded using an art piece that she created in 1911. What was that art piece? It was a quilt. Yes. Aha. It was a quilt for her baby son. Mm-hmm. All right. For Marilyn Monroe, what movie did she end up winning the Golden Globe for for Best Actress? Gentlemen Prefer Blondes? It was Some Like It Hot. Oh, okay. I was mm-hmm. like, I know it's one of the well-known ones. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Audrey Hepburn. This is kind of a two-part question. Cool. So Hepburn was classically trained in what form of the arts... And why did she have to stop? Mm, Oh, okay. It was ballet and -hmm. dancing. And it was because in World War II, she was so severely malnourished that she, like, just didn't have the strength that she needed to go on and become a professional dancer. Right? Yep. Yeah. So sad. I know. She was a ballerina from age five. Yeah. And then in 1945, they turned her away after three years because of her health from malnutrition. I mean, like, you would think that they could just be, I don't know. Yeah. Accommodating. I know. I don't know. It's so sad. I also read some, when I was double checking, I also read some things that said that she was a little too tall. Interesting. As well, which was interesting. Okay, Louis Fuller um, was a very big advocate for artists owning their work. Though she was primarily a dancer, what other art medium did she go on to have many patents in? Lighting? Yeah, stage lighting. Oh, okay. I was like, am I thinking of the right thing? But yeah, yeah she mm-hmm. like invented different stage lighting techniques, right? Correct. Yes, she did. And she went on to patent those yeah. ones. She tried to patent her dance routine, but it did not. They wouldn't let her. It set a very unfortunate precedent for yeah. dancers for a very long time. Cool. Okay, Doris Day. After breaking her leg as a child that halted her dance career, Doris Day would listen to the radio and practice singing during her recovery. What famous vocalist inspired her singing career? My goodness. I don't know. I don't remember. Ella Fitzgerald. Oh. Yeah. I like that. Mm -hmm. Ella Fitzgerald. She said she loved the way she sang, so she tried to mimic a lot of, like, the grandeur and everything else she had in her voice. And yeah. That's, what, like, 
what she based her singing off of. That's awesome. Amy Beach was a child prodigy. There's kind of two parts to this question. Not really. It's just two separate questions. Whatever. How old was she when she could sing up to 40 songs accurately? Ooh. We're going to go with like nine. Uh, one. What? Yeah. (laughs) She was one years old, apparently, when she could sing up to 40 songs There's a lot of one-year-olds who can't even talk. I know. And so I don't know if, like, she would just, like, hum the tunes of them. Yeah. But, I mean, that's still very... I'm not belittling. No, that's incredible. Just one years old? Yeah. And then how old was she when she made her concert debut? Do you remember? Well... Five? (laughs) (laughs) Not quite. (laughs) She was 16. Okay. (laughs) Like, who knows? (laughs) She was was 16. But that was the story when the conductor purposefully, like, slowed everything down. Oh, and then she was was like, like, come on. Why is, yeah, what's going on? And then she learned after that he was doing that for her sake so that's funny 16 years old man um we have another set of sisters so we'll do these ones back to back um so first off is vanessa bell so vanessa bell along with many of her family and close friends helped found and belonged to a group of intellectuals and artists that would meet and discuss different topics what was the name of this famous bohemian group the bloomsbury group the bloom- yeah right okay uh-huh. good. good job Sweet. that was awesome i'm stoked that i remembered that and then we have virginia wolf so after marrying leonard wolf they worked together to establish one of virginia's lifelong dreams a business called the hogarth house what was the hogarth house known for producing oh uh wasn't it a publishing house yeah books okay there yeah we go. good job I remembered I think that is the only question I... (laughs) No. Back to back. First time I've gotten it back to back. (laughs) Okay. Lil Harden Armstrong. Awesome. So what was her job before she left to play in the jazz band? She had a job at the time that only paid her $3 a week, and then a band leader came and offered her $22.50 a week. Was she a waitress? No. It was music related. Oh. I don't know. She was a sheet music demonstrator. At a oh, music store. that's right. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Which still sounds like a cool job, but they did not pay her a lot. <laughs> no, they did yeah. not. But I agree. It was like a cool job of like, I've never heard of that before. <laughs> yeah. But um, Camille Claudel. So mm-hmm. Camille Claudel spent the latter half of her life in a mental institution, despite multiple doctors recommending her release. How many years was she a patient before she passed away? 20 30 oh yeah that's so long i know i was like that's a depressing amount of time but it is a depressing amount of time last one for me yeah i only have one more so shirley jackson what were the names of the memoirs that she wrote that included short stories that were based off of her own experiences raising her children okay i think i only remember one wasn't it like living with demons or something or raising demons raising demons is one of them and the other one is life among the savages oh that's right (laughs) yeah (laughs) still so funny prime sense of humor right there and then we've got josephine baker 
So, when Josephine Baker was performing, a club owner gave her a pet cheetah to use as a part of the dance show. It would escape mm-hmm. into the orchestra pit, terrify the musicians, and then ended up traveling the world with Baker, riding in her car and sleeping in her bed. What was the name of the cheetah? Chiquita. Yes. Right? Uh-huh. Yay, Chiquita the cheetah. Chiquita the cheetah. And that's wow. it. I think we did a lot better I than we I thought okay. we would. <laughs> Yeah, I think you're kind of mean with some of the number questions, but Uh, yeah, blame us for getting those ones wrong. Those were kind of a given. I was like, I doubt I was going to remember the exact numbers of things. Numbers or like exact ages. We were close. Yeah, Yeah, I feel I feel good about what we were able to retain here about these women. Yeah. And the listeners will have to let us know how they did as well. I know. See how well you... I mean, if this is like one of your first episodes you've listened to, probably a weird one to get started on, but (laughs) hopefully it inspires you to go back and read all the other... Not read. Listen to all the other women we've talked about because they're all amazing women. It's a good group. Oh, I think I skipped one. Did we do Nora Holt? I don't think I asked you my one about Nora Holt. Ask me now. Let's see. All right. I don't know how I missed that. Okay, she earned her master's degree at Chicago Musical College. And what was so significant about her earning this music master's degree? What was like the record, I guess, that was set by her earning this? Was she the first black woman to earn it? Or just the first black person? She was the first African-American person to earn a master's degree in music composition in the United States. That's so So, incredible. I know. Yay! I'm happy with that. We did it. We did it. And I think in total, that's like like 30? Yeah. More than than 25. That's that's a lot of people. Good for us. Good for us. women. Us being everyone who's listening, too. (laughs) Yeah. Agreed. (laughs) Thank you so much for everyone who has listened Mm -hmm. and who continues to listen every week. I think, like, the awesome thing about this is, like, we can see that there's, like, a set amount of people that are at least coming back every week. You know, there's certain episodes that, like, ebb and flow with more people coming in and listening, but there is definitely a base that I can tell is listening consistently. And for any listener, of course, we appreciate you. But for the ones who are here, who've stuck around, who are enjoying learning about women artists and listening to us, I guess, tell everyone about them, (laughs) I appreciate it a whole bunch. And, I mean, we've said it many times, we'll say it again, like, we would be doing this anyways We're, we would be having these conversations anyways Stani and I yes. now we just are doing them in front of a mic and putting them out into the world so but it's nice that people listen so mm-hmm. thank you agreed and it really does mean the world every time we just hear people mm-hmm. saying like oh I never thought of that or I loved this episode or just like any little comment it yeah means a lot because obviously it does take some work to do this <laughs> yeah, yeah. um but yeah we're just grateful that all of you are here and grateful that we've hit a year and we've got another year ahead of us with even absolutely more people more ideas and we already have like the next couple months of episodes planned yeah. and i'm so excited for all of them we're so. thrilled so yeah happy birthday to more than amused all of you happy and to birthday. us and if you want to give us a present you can go leave a review yeah or share it with your favorite friends yes only your favorite Social friends media. only your, i don't know why i worded it that way. <laughs> that's okay 
<laughs> only Your the favorite best friend. <laughs> only the best deserve to listen to more than you. <laughs> Um, and yes. we're excited because the rest of this month we've got more spooky people and topics for you, our spooky book, and yeah. lots of fun things coming up for this year. We're excited about everything ahead. So Yes. Yeah. So, so thank you for being here, mm-hmm. and we will chat next week. Yeah, we will. Cool. Bye. Bye. <laughs>